Hello and welcome to The Schism. This podcast is all about critical thinking, dot connecting, the nature of reality, and trying to uncover the truth about the world we live in, society, who we are, and where we come from. In this special episode, I'm talking to artist Neil Haig. Neil, thanks for talking to us today. Yeah, thank you for having me, that's great. Uh, for anyone uh, new to Neil Haig, he's a metaphysical artist, writer and lecturer. He's got a brand new book out, Orion's Door, that we're going to be talking about today. Um, before getting into that, I just wanted to talk to you about these recent uh, London freedom rallies and protests, because I know you've been to a few. Uh, for anyone that yeah. hasn't gone to these, like how how do you describe uh, the energy and the atmosphere of these? Because they, they, they feel really special to me. Yeah, they, I, you know, over the years, uh, I've been to been to quite a few protests. Yeah, um, you know, I've done I've done the I've done the Free Palestines and the couple of the others that relate to that and more. Anti Iraq of... War March was the biggest one before this, which I was on. That yeah, was, that, that was, was like a million. Yeah, it, do you know um, that was big as well? I mean, that was big. But the, these marches in London in in um, in recent months, um, you know, they, in terms of feet on the ground, they may well have been as big as you know altogether as a collectively. Um, as, as the Iraq uh, protest, um, but obviously this time round, um, it's not being talked about. On the it's not getting the coverage. Years. No, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, yeah. So, so you never really get the true um, magnitude of of of, yeah. of what it probably was like or what it's like. Um, you know, that you've seen a couple of things on social media of what looks like aerial shots of, of crowds um it's hard to tell but in terms of energy it's a very different energy because we're very different you know we're we're we we've come on um in some ways we've come on a long way since uh, post 9-11 oh, in yeah. terms of attitude yeah. and an understanding not everybody has but a lot more people have since yeah. when i was kind of um looking at things and Obviously, and it goes further, further back. So, um, yeah, it, different energy, completely. Yeah, I feel like the veil has been lifted for a lot of people. And I feel like a lot of the people there are, are part of what they're calling this great awakening. And it seems like everyone you talk to is really clued up about what's going on. Everyone knows their stuff. Uh, it's a great, you know, it's very like joyous and diverse and, and there's people from all walks of life there, but everyone's kind of united under this banner of like fighting for freedom and truth. And I've, I, I've just been really surprised by everyone that I spoke to. I thought, my God, you're, you're so clued up. You know, I, di I didn't yeah. hear people talking about the kind of things that they're talking about at these marches, uh, marches previous to this. And it really feels like there's been... it. Similar to the 60s, where there was this like huge counterculture movement fueled by LSD that the CIA had kind of put out there, hoping that it would have the opposite effect of what it has. I feel like yeah. the, the pandemic has unwittingly triggered like a mass awakening of people. Yeah, um, it has. Well, um, yeah, I, I, I think so. I think you're right. It, it's we're, we're in we're in a time. First of all, I'll just say before I talk about that, that I've, I've, been, I've been into, um, I've had my head in a lot of things, not least, you know, the idea of awakening and, and, um, and purification and, and world changes and, uh, you know, a, a new vision for a new earth, all these 
terms. I've, I've been heading that for two decades, but you, you're right. We're, we're going through big, big changes collectively, consciously. There, there are more and more people now being able to see what, the, what may not have been easy to see, say, 10 years ago. Obviously, you've still got, you've still got a great number of people on the planet as, as souls, uh, semi-conscious or whatever you want to call it, that are, um, are not quite seeing it. But at the same time, they seem to sense something isn't right. Depend it depends on, on your um, ability to connect with um, your true self in, in that way. It's almost like a snowball. As, as more people have kind of um, awakened themselves to a to a greater understanding of, of, of what's going on, the bigger picture, the bigger the snowball's getting. And if I go back to, say, for example, the early 90s, yeah. when, when I first came across a few people like David and, and others, especially David, you know, back then, there, there, was, there wasn't really anybody. And, and if there was anybody, there was David, and, um, and, he, and he was like a snow plough. But what's happened since the plough's gone through, the snowball effect you know the actual gathering of weight of of um, consciousness has has, has has grown and grown and grown so when you're at these well, yeah when you're at these protests um or these marches you're getting a true sense of not just kind of it's not just a political thing you you're feeling yeah, a spiritual right. thing. you're feeling exactly. a whole range of things yeah, it's not yeah. just you know we're here for gaza which is great but we're here for something else because we're, we're we're different and we're feeling connected to a yeah, higher right. understanding if, I if think that's so. what you're, that's yeah, what you're yeah. saying and i agree i absolutely agree yeah um, it's, it's not really like a well it's obviously not a tangible thing so it's quite difficult to describe it's like a coming together of souls and there's like an elevation of consciousness that you can almost feel when you're there and you're kind of looking around no one's saying this obviously but for me, I'm almost looking around thinking you're the kind of people that I would like to start a, a new yeah. world with. And, and, you've, and you're getting looks yeah. of other people. And it's almost like, are we the breakaway society? Are we the beginning of, of another, another direction, another path? And, and you're almost yes. kind of thinking like, these are my kind of people. You know, the people that have yes. seen this, the people that are standing up to this and the people that can kind of, that, that, that are vibrating on a, on a higher frequency. And yeah, these kind of knowing looks, I wonder how many other people are thinking these, these kind of thoughts. Because at this time, it, to, to me, it almost seems like a breakaway society or a society which goes in two directions is almost like inevitable. Yeah, it is. Um, we're, we're at this, it's funny you're talking about- Like a fork in the like, road or something. Yeah, it is. Like it, it, we've, we've heard the term fork in the road a lot over the last 10 years. I mean, I've heard it at presentations and it's something that I'm aware of because of the, um, because of my artwork and the way in which I work personally um, and what I've looked at over the years. And one of the things that's interesting at the moment that keeps coming back to me is with, with the sim symbolism of the fork in the road, um, is, it, it's something that I'm actually writing something at the moment for a blog, but it's to do with the Hopi prophecy in many ways, um, which, you know, depending on your perception and how you see life and reality and, you know, everybody's got their own individual take on it. But in this, I don't know whether you've seen the Hopi prophecy. If you, if you, if you look at the prophecy rock, this, this image that is in Arizona, 
on the reservation. There's, there's a clear distinction of these two paths, to keep it simple. And these paths are exactly what you've just talked about. They're, they're this, this fork in the road, which is leading um, a, a certain type of person down one path and another type of human being down another path. And it's all about consciousness. It's about perception yeah. and it's about being aware. One of the paths is leading to a, um, to keep it simple, is leading to a dystopia, which has been planned for a very long time yeah. without getting into all the detail. Um, and, and the other path is leading to a new version of ourselves where we align again with what the Hopi call the creator, what other, you know, other spiritual belief systems call other things. But it's, it's about becoming one as a group, as a human species together, but not in a manufactured way, not in a way that we have been guided to, but by our own level of awareness and awakening. Yeah. We're coming to that point. And the Indian cultures in America have called it the rainbow tribe. You'll come across it. There's other connotations with that, by the way. It's, it, it goes very deep, the symbolism. It's to do with a, um, a, an awakened human being, a collective family, as a small minority to start with, that plant the seeds for a new, um, a new way of living. Yeah, right. Okay. And you've got to be careful as well, because as, as you become aware of that, you'll also become aware of how even that as, is being used and manipulated to justify other agendas. Like, for example, climate change or human-caused climate change can strap itself on the back of genuine um, needs and desires for living for you know for in a better world you can strap on the back of it and there are there are other forces at work that are um, that are, are manipulating and hijacking hacking into that thought yeah. that, that that conscious yeah, yeah, process yeah, oh. yeah. Um, so you've kind of got I mean, i'll give you an example Reese. Yeah, give me on. one example uh, for example you know how many rainbows did you see drawn on windows um, during the during the fake pandemic of last year? Right. Yeah. Well, this is what is re really interesting because you've obviously got the rainbow as the LGBT flag, but then suddenly NHS were using it on badges and, like you said, stickers. So it was like, right, okay. So why oh, no, it's much you... deeper than that. But then, it's much does, does that link more to like the Noahide laws? Yes, my, my feeling that it, it, do, it does on one level, yes. In terms of biblical symbolism, and when I say biblical, I'm talking about Judeo-Christian symbolism, the rainbow is, is a depiction of a new world. The idea of, of the new world that, uh, it, from a biblical point of view, Noah saw after the flood. So it's about a new world emerging. Um, so is a lot of the build back better symbolism or the build back better terminology again it's about it, it's about deeper esoteric codes um deeper esoteric kind of symbols and rituals and rites within, within everyday life the people that are doing that are not consciously awake they're just doing that because they're up they're tapping into and downloading that kind of imagery that narrative that feeling that sensation that emotion those things are coming into their world and, and you know, they've seen a rainbow on their neighbor's window. Well, we're going to do one. 
Oh yeah, of course. But anybody who's yes, yeah, anybody who's consciously awake will will actually maybe question why why they're doing that and what does that really relate to and and you know and all the rest of it. There's a biblical cult-like connotation to all of this as well. Uh, every commercial, you know, whether it's that more recent one, the Rhythm of Life, the Sammy Davis Jr. song, where they've got the commercial with all the entertainers, you know, telling you to go and get a vaccine. You've seen it. Well, I mean, Sammy Davis Jr. was was a member of the Church of Satan. Um, you know, the, the the song is very cult-like. Would you say, in yeah. a sense, like, say you have the Great Awakening on one side, the Great Reset on the other side, would you say, yeah. actually, a lot of what the Great Reset is doing is almost hijacking, like, in a kind of Luciferian sort of way, they're, like, going to say, hey, this is at this side is actually the, the great awakening and, and it's all for your own good. And this is going to be a paradise. This is going to be a utopia, but it's going to be a dystopia. But they're, they're, they're going to sell the great reset almost like a great awakening or, or it, it is a great reset, but it's a good thing. It's for the greater good. Whereas actually I, I find it personally terrifying and, and I feel like any, any person yeah. that's paying attention yeah. should. I agree with you. That, I mean, that's exactly it. it it's it, on one level, it's it's selling the the prison. It's selling it in such a way that it's so tempting and so inc- so insightful that you'd actually go you'd go in and lock yourself in. Yeah, right. It's okay. happening. It's happening at the moment with um, the testing and the track and trace. Yeah. I don't know about the rest of the world. I'm assuming it's going on in other parts of the world. Why wouldn't it be? It's a global thing. But um, the, in the UK, there are there are not only people participating in their own um, in building their own digital prison camp based on monitoring everything that they're going to be doing in the future. Even once this is over, everything you know is going to be uh, papers, please, via a digital platform. And th- th- that's exactly that. It's almost like, well, you either grab people through fear, so they're so terrified that they will they'll succumb to the new um, new rules or ways of doing things, or you'll get people addicted quite easily, especially younger generations addicted to the new, to, to the new as well. Um, so it became becomes kind of cool to scan in every time you go into a shop, you know. So and that's the other way of doing it. Funnily enough, the, the way of ending it is, is so easy, but to end it, you've got to have courage. You, you've, got to, you've got to be willing to uh, face the consequences yeah. for yourself for, for not participating in building your own uh, prison. So, um, you know, uh, I mean, there's those people that are flying in from abroad into the UK and uh, they're ending up in, um, in, in, in little more than kind of half-hearted internment facilities, hotels, yeah. And and uh, and they've paid for it themselves. They've paid for their own right. two weeks prison sentence of around seventeen hundred pounds there's without a, even considering yeah. it. There's a clip of people walking around what looks like a prison yard within Heathrow, and some people stopped mm. to talk to them. I'm not sure if you've seen this. Yeah, uh, I've seen them. I've watched them. Yeah. The guard comes uh, along and says, "You're not allowed to talk to <laughs> to people outside." and clears them off kind of thing but it's very troubling but the point is they're not prisons it's a it's a hotel car park it's got it's got hedges around it and at some point in some of these places if you wanted to you could just just go out you could you what what are they going to do just walk out yeah what's what's going to what you know what, what's going to happen 
um, you know, in, ter in terms of you exercising your sovereign rights as a human being in that but, respect. But this is not, you're not actually committing a crime. No, right. By, by walking out, you're not, you're not, you know, you're not, you're not doing anything that is considered a criminal offence based on the law. You're actually saying, um, I'm no longer participating in this. It's a voluntary thing. It's a voluntary thing. You might get a fine, but at the end of the day, a fine can be disputed. So, uh, you know, it, I, people, what I'm saying is it's so simple, the solution. Um, Stop compliance. You know, it's compliance, yeah. And, and the other thing as well is, which brings me back to something from years and years ago. And uh, I, I remember reading a, 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 a book about uh, conspiracies. I mean, it was, it was a really general book it was quite I think it was it was called they are lying to you it's a kind of millennium book right. coffee table book I can't remember the author now it was a it was actually a collection of authors and it was, it was a you know a good book and um, there was a piece in there about psychology and behavioral psychology uh, which is a hot topic of course yeah um, and there, there were there was a, um, a story of a that, that was about it, it's an old story about a farmer who, whether it's true or not, I don't know, but, but was experimenting um, on, on behaviour with, with, with the sheep that he was bringing back into the, into the farm. He put a plank of wood in the road as the sheep were coming back onto the, onto the farm where they went through the gate. And all the sheep, of course, were jumping over this plank of wood, you know, as they, as they came in, which they would do, because it was kind of an obstruction in the road. And when he took the plank of wood away, the, the sheep just continued to jump over something that wasn't there, the ones that were further back that had not seen it. And, and it's very much that. It, it's, about, it's about doing what you're programmed to do. And, and obviously fear helps if you can get people frightened as well. But a small group of people could change things overnight. Easy, you know, so it's, it, it, could, it, could change, it could go the other way very, very easily based on people in a minority saying they've had enough with with i mean it's the perfect prison isn't it one that you can't see the bars of where you're both prisoner and guard i mean this has been talked about extensively and it feels like that's the kind yeah. of prison that they want to build for the world one where people aren't even we're really aware that they're in this prison make no mistake the human being is meant to become no more important than a laptop to, to, to the internet in, in that respect. Yeah. You know, so you're, when you're looking at the, the bigger picture and the other stuff that relates to technocracy and AI and all the rest of it, then that's it. The human being is meant to be a, an a automaton, a, a computer that is connected to, a, to an artificial intelligence, which is godlike. The new age on one level is meant to be, what you were saying earlier, is meant to be uh, connecting every human being to um, this, this um, great deity. And that great deity is, is, the, is the deity of the Old Testament and the, you know, the, 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 the Gnostic teachings of, of um, Yahweh, the Demiurge, all those things. It's, to understand it totally is to understand that it's, it, it is an artificial intelligence. Well, is this the kind of, so like on one side of things, Say, say you've got the source or like what, what men have called God and this idea of we're all connected to like a, a higher intelligence. So you've got that on one side. And then on the other side, you've got like a fake version of that, which would be like AI and people like Elon Musk saying, oh, we're all going to connect to a hive mind and it's going to be brilliant. 
but it's like that yes you feel like that's almost what the gnostics were talking about it, it was what the gnostics were talking about it but just, they, they, were they talking obviously about didn't it. have technology so they were just talking about it in in their language of their time in their language that's what i was about to say they're talking about it in their language you know if if a medieval knight came across a strange being in the forest they wouldn't use the word alien would they they no. might use the word elf or, or sprite or fairy or gnome or something like that um so yeah we, they didn't have the 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 um their language was wasn't the same of course for describing it but it's near as good as if you look at some of the you know the scriptures like the nagamadi scriptures that yeah. it, it, it's as it's as good as you know it really is in terms of this kind of artificial intelligence mimicking and 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 collating reality and copying reality yes. yeah. almost like ai does today i mean think about siri and alexa for example think about those those what are they called? No, they're, they're, they're the most basic form of AI. Smart. Smart, yes. Yeah, Everything is called what? smart, isn't it? Which is really kind of code for AI, I feel like. But there's three types of AI. There's the, the, there is the, there's the basic version, and then there's a more machine-based version. And then you've got super, you know, you've got super AI, which is which is the stuff that relates to robots being able to think for themselves. You know, when you when you when you talk to to Alexa, not that I've done it at all, really, very much, but she doesn't ever want to talk to me. But um, but when you when you talk to Alexa, basically Alexa is just pulling up um, voice activation webs, pulling up websites based yeah. on voice activation. There's not much thinking going on no. in terms of its own thought process. So if if you can imagine that Alexa is the type of AI that is almost cave, cavewoman, caveman-like compared to the AI that is, is so advanced that it's, it, it's creating life in itself, which is, you know, relates to DNA and all the rest of it. Uh, it's replicating uh, everything, you know, because that's all it can do. And it can do it very well, very efficiently. It doesn't have the imagination to, to create something from scratch. It needs to replicate something else. When the Gnostics were talking about the forces that were operating outside of the physical world, manipulating this world, of course, they were talking about a form of alien intelligence in many ways that, that was um, advanced, but not able to, um, to activate or, or have its own creative imagination. It's where the story of Prometheus comes from. In my book, Orion's Door, I call it the cyber grid empire, because every time I think of it, I, you know, I kind of, in one way, I think of the empire in Star Wars, you know, the galactic yeah. empire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I see that as a kind of artificial intelligence stroke technocracy run by, let's keep it simple, run by an alien life form, AI, alien intelligence. Yeah. Uh, but it manifests itself in this world as cults and secret societies and other things that connect to that. And then you've got the billionaires like Musk and all the rest of them. That they, I mean, I don't know about you, but they, some of them look AI, don't they? They look well, synthetic. We've, we've, we've joked about this <laughs> on the show, actually, because Zuckerberg, to me, just he, he, he looks like uh, Data from Star Trek. He's got an, an AI <laughs> kind of yeah. glaze yeah. over... 
over his eyes and and bill no. gates doesn't seem human there's something very machine-like no. about them there, there is yeah yeah you, this, well and, and all the rest of them the hillary bots and all, all that yeah, kind right, of thing yeah. it's part of the revelation i think it's part if it's part of the awakening to start to realize that our plight is very much entwined with a, another another intelligence so the, you know the human being and then there's this other intelligence given many names by many different you know cultures i mean the american indians referred to a predator a predator consciousness uh you know i've that i've heard i've heard the word wetiko being used a lot and i've seen that as a definition it's probably one of the best definitions because it is um, like a mind virus it, it, it it's it's yes it's a mind virus but it's also a collective mind virus it's not just an individual one and it, and it's it's also programmable i feel from what i've seen so it can be programmed like a like a kind of a um like like siri or alexa can be programmed uh, a watiko it is and the American Indian name for it, it, it it's to do with the idea of a mind parasite, like you say, but it, it, and it, could, it could be seen as a, a demon or something that's evil in that sense. But from an AI point of viewpoint, I think that's a good analogy to see it as a kind of a rogue virus, but that, it, that, that one that is artificial intelligence. A little bit like the, the Witiko is a little bit like the the Agent Smith in the Matrix movies as well. Yeah, yeah. And that's a, a conversation I was having with somebody the other day about this, about the hierarchy. Well, the hierarchy in that movie is quite simple and it is based on, seems to be based on Gnosticism and the texts that I was mentioning earlier, like the Apocryans, you know, and the, the Dead Sea Scrolls or the Nagamadi. Yeah. Um, it looks to me like in that, in that narrative, you've got the machines, which are fully intelligent in their own right, ca capable of building a holographic world whereby mm. humans are born into it and think they're actually, that's their world, but actually they're not, they're not there, they're somewhere else being projected into it. And then within that world is a, is a Watiko virus, which is the Agent Smith program. And all the other aspects of the movie, all the other characters like the programmers and the architect and the Oracle, they all relate to kind of planetary um, consciousness, like the oracle is the earth, you know, that kind of thing. And the architect can be seen as the, the great demiurge-like figure, the, you know, the Saturnian Yaldabaoth figure. These, these are all straight out of, pure out of Gnosticism, which has been talked about many, many times. Um, is he the true villain in the Matrix, do you think, the architect? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say a villain, but I would say a facilitator, a programmer, you know, a, a god. When the Wachowskis put those together, I'm, I'm sure that's what they were hinting at. They were hinting at the, the Demiurge, yeah. a kind of, uh, you know, the father god figure. It, it's obvious to me that that's, that's what that relates to. That's just their interpretation. But the actual text, the Apocryphon of John and these, these, um, these texts that are part of the Nagamadi, the, the actual um, Demiurge uh, is, is more of a Chimera, a, a lion-like creature. You know, so I've seen different variations of that over the, over the years, but that's that's one that interested me. It's cropped up in my art as well. You sometimes see it. You see, you know, you kind of see the the lion as the demiurge on stately homes and um, on the Bank of England and the you know the Lord of Time, all that kind of thing. This either this guarding lion that's 
goes back to ancient Babylon. That's yeah. another variation. It's on all the crests, you yeah. know, the kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, heraldry and things like that. That's another variation, you know, of, of that, that concept of that, that think, force, that God. I thought it was quite interesting as well, because at the very first, not the march, the speech that David gave at Trafalgar Square, you obviously had the two big lions there as well, didn't you? And then, Absolutely. And then throughout going on these protests, I don't know about you, but I've seen so many flags with big lions on them. And then a lot yes. of people on social media have been saying, you know, don't be one of the sheep, be, be one of the lions. The, the lions at Trafalgar Square are, um, I don't know whether you know this, Reese, but the whole of that area, the whole, pretty much the, the whole of London, actually, uh, there are a series of ley lines, uh, what they call right. uh, energy lines. There's a there's a really good book by an author called Chris Street, um, uh, and and it was called Earth Stars. I've still got a copy of it somewhere, which charts and maps all the energy ley lines within London. It's a very old book, and major vortex of energy lines run through Trafalgar Square, right. and they do tend to cross around about where Nelson's Column is, and and right. the four lions are actually face the number four is very symbolic in terms of manifestation. I'm not a numerologist, but you know you get the idea. It's it, the, the the number itself relates to the four corners of the earth, the directions of the earth, the four keepers, the gate, the gatekeepers. To have that those talks in Trafalgar Square at that time uh, was quite a powerful thing because it was it was feeding into the energy network. So of the marchers walking around certain places that yeah. they're yeah, yeah. they're they're feeding into it as well, which which. Which brings me to something else, which I was going to, I mentioned earlier, but I'll just, I'll say it now. For me, it's great that the marches are actually happening. That's good. And that they, they need to happen. But there's a lot of power in small groups meditating and anchoring in a, uh, the, the, the higher consciousness at other sacred sites around the world. And that can be done you know, in small groups, but those those ancient sites, like you know, like like the Stonehenge's and all, the, and some of the others, that they, they're not to be forgotten. And I, I I see a time coming very soon where very small groups of people will also gather at these sacred sites as well to do the same thing. Right. Okay. Uh, and I think that's part of where we're going. With with Stonehenge, can you actually get anywhere near it now, though? Yeah, it's, it's all fenced off, isn't it? Uh, but there are other places. There are, there are other parts of the earth as well. You know, this is one of the reasons why, um, I don't think many people have thought about this, but this is one of the reasons for the restrictions on travel. It serves two purposes, really. It, it shuts down the standard movement of human beings and their energy fields infusing with other, other energy fields in different parts and locations of the world. Uh, it's an attempt to block that. It's an attempt to divert it. Yeah. And obviously it serves a purpose in terms of bringing in a rigid surveillance system, you know, and control. But people that look, you know, people say, well, I love to travel and I can understand what, what they're saying. And I don't just mean going, going off to, you know, going off somewhere for a holiday, a beach holiday. I'm talking yeah. about being able to travel freely. It, it, there's something about your energy when you put yourself in that, in that mode, that movement mode. And I think in some ways, the marches are almost like mini excursions yeah, as well right. for, for like-minded people, yeah. which is whipping up an energy at the same time. 
So there's all that going on. Um, it's, it is fascinating. It's getting to a point where people are going to have to, uh, you know, acknowledge their own inner feelings. And, and the, one of the reasons we haven't mentioned the jab, the dreaded jab, yeah, but I, one of the reasons... Yeah, I definitely jab, wanted to get onto well, that. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say this, that one of the reasons for it is, is to disconnect people from their higher self. That's, that's the, one of the reasons for it. Go on then, we might as well jump onto the... Uh to the jab now we're, now we're talking about it because I have heard people saying normally religious people but speaking of the jab as like the mark of the beast and this idea of like so you're being told all the information about the jab the dangers of it the fact that it's not really a vaccine yeah. uh, it's uh, experimental medical procedure it's uh, gene therapy it's this is that I mean I, I can't I cannot understand why someone would queue up to get this thing i just uh, it's just beyond me but what what do you think of, of the idea that of, of it being like the mark of the beast there are several aspects to it as far as i have understood and i can un i can understand the biblical side of it with the mark of the beast which is from revelation chapter nine and you know i, I can i can connect to that that makes the, the sense but it's not really it's not really a mark of a beast, because if you want to get into the biblical side of it, if you look at the scriptures more accurately, it's the mark of a man, not the mark of a beast. Um, and, and really, the mark of a man could well be the originator of either the, the whole thing, whatever that is, the whole pandemic, or, or it could mean the mark of a, of a new type of human being or, or, or signing an, you know, a new prototype. A human I always know human point too yes it could it could mean that as well I'm sure it does mean that uh, when I when I see the mark of a man I always think of gates you know I, I always think of that when I see this the the, the line in revelation I, I I think of the likes of Bill Gates um with with the mark of the man aspect to it in terms of what's in it I mean you know look I'm not even gonna I'm I'm no expert I mean I'm saying no expert I've I've, I've read enough and seen enough to know that well, you, everything that you've just said, Reese, about gene therapy and uh, and it's not not being a, a vaccine by definition, and it's on trial. All these things, um, it it's enough it's, to raise massive it, alarm bells. It, of course, it is. It's enough. To, it's enough for any awake, conscious human being to question why are they having to have this for an alleged virus that night over ninety eight percent of people will recover from. Yeah, and so why are they so that that, get this in every man, woman, and child? Like, if they're not going to have it with pressure or intimidation, they're going to get you to have it with bribes. Have a free burger, have a free yeah. donut. It's coercion on yeah. a massive scale. Yeah, of course. But, but coercion, but almost on like a, a comedy devil kind of, hey, come here, I've got... Or, or, or in uh, Hansel and Gretel, when, when she says, oh, do you want some candy? Come into my house. What would you? But would you expect... Would you expect any less from, from the state of mind that has delivered this to the masses? You wouldn't expect any less. Look at the commercial that I mentioned a minute ago, the, um, the Rhythm of Life commercial. If you listen to that commercial, it feels like it's some kind of sick, almost semi-satanic kind of yeah. performance. Yeah, right. You know, uh, it's creepy. It's like something out of, out of a, it's like Rocky Horror, but 30 times worse kind of yeah. feel to it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it, 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 it's, it's, it's sick and, and it's disgusting. And when I see things like I've seen today, where 
you know, there's been Teletubby, the, the, the Teletubbies, oh, right. you know, posting their vaccine card. Uh, I mean, that is another example of this twisted, sick, beyond evil um, uh, intelligence that, that is trying to coerce the human population into a, a new version of reality where there's a new human being born in the future that is no more, like I said earlier, no more than a laptop computer is to the, to the Wi-Fi that connects it. Yeah. That's the whole idea. So that makes you question what is in the vaccine. You know, what, what is the, the hydrogel and the other aspects of it? Uh, there's plenty of specialist videos out there. I'm not going to talk about it with you. Reasons. No, I'm not, no, sure. I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a scientist in that way. But there's enough out there for people to make a, an informed decision to look at the material and the evidence that's been put forward by microbiologists, by you know Mike Yeadon and these other people, um, to, 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 to say, well, hold on a minute, this isn't right. There's something not quite right about the whole thing. Now, for some, it's too late. For some, it's too late because they've, they've already, they've already um, given themselves willingly to the great deity, the great fake deity. And they've done that. And my feeling is this, and I hope this doesn't you know, uh, upset people, but my feeling is this. It, people that have readily, easily given themselves so, will, so willfully to, to this sinister, evil energy to, to people that can see it, in many ways, they, they were, these, the people that have done that were not necessarily awake. They, they were operating out of fear, out, out of um, operating purely through the five senses, the physical world. Their, their thoughts and their imagination probably, and I, you know, this is a generalization, and, and I'm not talking about individuals here, it's just a general thing, doesn't stretch beyond the realms of their everyday life. You know, maybe people have rushed and queued for two jabs, never even considered the idea of an afterlife or a possibility of other forces at work and other realities. Oh, no. Because one of, the one of the reasons why they've gone and had that is to secure their, the possibility that they won't, they won't die anytime soon. So they're, they're looking to be saved from, from death. Right, yeah. Uh, when, when, and so that's not all, that has not always been the case, by the way. There are, there are, there are, there'll be many, many people that have taken the jab purely because they want to go to Costa del Sol with their mates and drink warm beer, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, right. or whatever. Yeah. You know, the, 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 there's many aspects to it. But generally speaking, it's about, it's about not having the discernment and the, and the, 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 the kind of, level of self-respect and, and, and awakened intelligence within oneself to be able to determine and see things for what they are. You have to be able to have a, um, a vision beyond the, the, the five senses, beyond the matrix. And, and, and if you haven't got that, then you're very easily manipulated and you can be easily led down the garden path. And that's why, as you say, there's been people, I've seen plenty of videos, but there's been people queuing to have the jab and there's been people collapsing. I've seen it. And, they're, and, and, and they're not actually running away from the center. Right, yeah. If you were thinking, queuing Fuck, up, I'm, I'm, I'm not having I'm it. Next. That's what happens. <laughs> you know, I'm next kind of thing. They're actually still hanging yeah. around waiting for it. And that for me is, is, is exactly what I'm describing. It's yeah. not being awakened enough to see that for what it is. If you were queuing up for a, a roller coaster, 
and you saw one of the things fly off and someone get carried away mm. in an ambulance, would you still go and get on the roller coaster? Absolutely, yeah. You'd have second thoughts about it. You might, <laughs> you might, you might, you might go on go on it in in, in a couple of weeks, or, or you might never go on it again. Um, yeah. But but it, it, it's this blind obedience and blind trust in authority that is leading people to this. And you're right. It is. I never thought of it in that sense, but it is this kind of op, um, this offer of salvation as well. Hey, if you get the vaccine, everything will go back to normal. You'll be safe. Yeah. But then at the same time, telling people outright that they won't be. It's, it's like the revelation of the method. Like they're kind of, they're, they're, they're telling them everything. And then if they're, if they're kind of silly enough to just go along with it anyway, then it's, it's kind of on them. Is that how you see, like the forces that are at work here in this realm, the powers that be, do you think that's their thought process with it? Like, we're, we're going to give you enough information for you to make a balanced decision. And if you decide to get the jab, then more, more for you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it, is, it is about, it's almost like, imagine being a god. Let's use the word god, gods rather than god. Imagine gods knowing that they, can, they have a sense of superior intelligence over a species in their mind, they see it as a species. I don't mean human beings. Um, I'm generally, again, I'm talking about the, these are this idea of, of forces outside of this reality. View human beings as a collective species that can be driven one way or the other way. They don't see them as individuals because if they saw them as individuals, none of this stuff would be happening. They see them as a collective species, and what they want to, what happens, and what they want to do, as, as always, is to turn the targeted species into a version of themselves because they themselves are also a species, a, a hive mind. So a hive mind wants the human race to be a hive mind also. Now on one level, we already are a hive mind. On one level, we're already there. We're, and that's due, probably due to the nature of our genetics and, 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 and our biological um, construction and what we're made up of physically. But what sets us apart is our ability to, to do things like, like use imagination that other forces outside of this reality don't necessarily possess. So therefore it's easy for them to possess somebody's imagination or get them to waste their energy or to program their thoughts to make them think that they're actually living their life independently when actually they're serving the forces that have got strings attached to them in that sense. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's easier for them to do that. Um, and it, this goes back to, you know, it goes back to the idea of the fallen race, you know, the, the original idea of Adam and um, Adama, you know, in terms of the Elohim creating the human species. Uh, it's, a, it's been a hot topic for, for decades, you know, in terms of subjects to do with aliens and, um, and humans uh, being two different species, but connected through our genetics. Have you seen, did you ever see Westworld? Did you ever see the, the, um, the, the, 
H is it the HBO program Westworld? Did you ever watch yeah. any of those? Yeah, where it's set in it's like a sim uh, simulation of uh, Western cowboy. Yeah, obviously the original has got Yul Brynner in it, and which is interesting in in that context because if you remember some of the vintage posters for the original Westworld, Yul Brynner's got half a face missing, and it happens to be the part below his nose, right. like the mask. Right. Oh, right. You know, when the mat, when the, when the, when it falls off, um, but it's based on that original concept. The point, the reason why I mention it is because in 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 Westworld, it's all about an, a new species that has been created by humans. In that sense, they've created these synthetics which look human, so human you wouldn't know if they weren't or not, yeah. and and in many ways, this this is something for you to think about. How do we not know that our creators were very much like us? A bit like in the, in the film Prometheus by Ridley Scott, the yeah. engineers, yeah. that looked human, but they weren't. And this is a visual thing that I'm just throwing out there. But they, um, they transferred their, uh, you know, their genetic structure to, the human to, to a new human species. Now, who's to say that's not happening again? So the whole idea of the jab and everything that's gone with this, what's been happening this past year, is to, tr you can't, you, you've got two or three ways of doing this. If you're an outside external alien artificial intelligent life force and you want to wipe the slate clean and rebuild a brand new society or remodel a planet or however you want to look at it, you know, you know it's hypothetical, but it's, yeah, yeah, sure. it's relevant in some ways. Then you've got, you've got a couple of ways of doing it. You, 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 either, you either instigate some great ge you know, geological mass extinction or a war which causes massive loss, or you do the, the third option, which is what's happening. You, you, you try and get into the biological structure, a brand new genetic synthetic uh, means of coding life. I think that the, the point of this, would you say, is more changing the nature of the human body to a synthetic biological state connecting us to a future smart grid and having us maybe connected to some kind of hive mind in the future and, and this synthetic material will, will help us do that or because a lot of other people are sort of saying that it's straight up genocide like people that are going to get this jab they're not going to be here in the next few years yes. that doesn't make a lot of sense to me because so many people have had this i'm kind of thinking uh -huh. well no matter how evil the forces behind this are i don't think they would just want to outright kill everyone it seems to me that it's more about getting into our dna changing us cutting us off from the source or imagination or god or what or whatever you want to call it and then also kind of setting us up for some kind of like dystopian plugged into the grid society that, that they are planned in the future. The old saying of killing two birds with one stone is relevant to, to all of this. Uh, it, 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 may, it, it will become evident eventually. It's part of the, it, it's always been part of the, the plan. If you look at the, um, you know, the, 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 the Georgia Stones and the, the, all these other prophecies, you know, and the scriptures, there's, and, and you look at the eugenic policies and the Club of Rome and the Rockefeller Foundation and all these things. Then the Georgia Guidestones, just, just for the people listening, they have a population that they think would be a perfect, perfect, an acceptable, yeah, yeah, an acceptable uh, population with right. a lot less than what it is now. <laughs>
a lot less. So, like, isn't that isn't it kind of bogus as well? Because surely the I mean, I, I know cities are overpopulated, but the world's not overpopulated by any means. So, what do you think about that yes. as an actual number? Like, do you do you, do you think that it's based on something? Or... I think it's I think it's all an illusion because we come and go in this world, this physical world, from birth through to death, and the more tangible reality for the true spirit of the human being is a world that is not of this world. So what, what happens in this world is important, but quantifying large numbers or small numbers of human beings is, is very much part of the natural rhythm of life, to use that, that uh, song. So yeah, the idea of culling the population, oh, only, a, only a, um, a, a, an evil mindset would decide to, you know, of, of Thanos, of Thanos like quantity of proportion, you know, the all idea, remember Thanos in the Marvel universe, yeah. um, any, anybody who's contemplating doing that and thinking they're doing it for the greater good of the universe, it doesn't hide the fact that they are pure evil and they, they, they see everything else as just being a, a lesser creature that can be you know, can be chopped and changed to, uh, at a whim. I don't think that we're, we're in a situation where the planet is overpopulated. I think the planet itself is a reflection of the human collective and animal collective species. So, you know, what are we going to do? Are we, we going to, you know, wipe out an animal species or call that by half because it's, it's not quite um, doing something that we would like it to do? And that's, that's the way you have to see this, uh, is that some other intelligence that sees human beings as slaves, as ants, as, as a lesser creature, has, has, has made a decision that, that that species is vermin. It's, quote, it's quoted in The Matrix, Agent Smith in The Matrix, you, you know, uses a, a, some, there's a quote where he, he refers to the human species as being a, a virus yeah a virus yeah absolutely so it needs to be you know so it needs to be kind of it, it, from their misguided view needs to be uh, quelled or, or cut or cold or whatever you, and i i don't see it that way I, you know I, I see there's a natural logic and harmony which is outside of this reality which if we were to connect with it would put us in a greater place a heaven on earth reality in this world and we, we are not living heaven on earth because we don't know what it feels like, because we've forgotten what it feels like. And we, uh, we you know, it's not, heaven on earth is not England winning the Euro champions. It's, it's, not, it's not also falling, necessarily falling in love and, and marrying an happily ever after. That's a lovely thing. It's beautiful. And, it, and it's, a, it's an expression of love. But, you know, the greater love and the greater understanding of heaven on earth comes from a higher source it comes from a, a place that that humanity is being cut off from by the same state of mind that wants to colors wants to manipulate you know wants to build a new world order wants to build to build a central structure that connects us all to ai and my feeling is this reese is that the 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 biblical deity called god in the in the mainstream religious context, is actually, in many ways, it is the driving hope, which is the AI, the alien AI greater consciousness that wants, in the end, to have every human being, a smaller 
population of human beings all uplinked to the cloud, to the cyber grid empire in my book, Orion's Door, uplinked to it so that they're having this almost kind of um, religious utopia where, where they, their world to them would seem like a new heaven on earth. Everything would seem easier. You know, everything would be connected. You know, you, could, you can blink and, and, and buy your shopping just by twitching your nose, that kind of, everything, I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but you get the idea. Everything will be connected to this, to this field, this, this artificial field. But at that point, the human species ceases to be human and is now a collective hive synthetic species with its consciousness uplinked to a deity, the same fire and brimstone deity of the Old Testament, which is born of fire, the, the archons in the Gnostic texts, um, you know, you name it. And, and all of this stuff is kind of all eventually balancing out in, in a new age that is probably being planned and prepared to, to happen in the next 10 to 15 years, where everybody, and it, as it says in the scriptures, everybody has their own direct experience with the creator. Well, that direct experience is uplinked to AI. OK, so that's one aspect of it. That, that's one version of reality. That's the that's the outcome of the upper path on the Hopi prophecy rock. That's what that is. The other one is a completely different connection to the source of our creative power, our infinite love, which which is beyond this this firewalled kind of artificial intelligence. And there are going to be groups on the Earth human groups that will be seen as the original species that haven't been tampered with. Just as the Aboriginals and the First Peoples are, that's going to come again because yeah. we're coming round again. Into, I think I said, you know, last year to somebody in an interview, it, it's a loop. You know, the whole idea of going so, going so far into the future that you end up in the ancient world surrounded by cyborgs. I think I said that to somebody. And, and it's exactly that. We are we're repeating, but at the same time we're being given an opportunity to break free from yep. the from the repeated cycle. Some people call it the they're called yugas, aren't they? In Hindu culture, it's called a yuga, a yuga. and um, that you know the Kali yuga is coming to an end. That's the break in the cycle, and there's many many aspects of it. It's almost like a kaleidoscope of things coming together. We're, we're, we're going to see breakaway societies. We're going to see back in the 90s, I used to call you every now and again, you come across permaculture, you know, allotments and kind of hippie kind of co yeah. communes. Yeah. Um, we're going to see that on a big scale on one level. That's going to come back um, and, it, yeah. and it will fil filter through into other areas. Yeah, I think so. One of the um, one of the people I wanted to speak to actually was uh, that like to have a guest on the show was uh, Michael Tellinger, who... Um, has got this uh, Ubuntu party in South Africa where he's right. been trying to basically have a breakaway society starting with the small towns where he would, like the first thing he would do is set up a people's bank, uh, disconnect them from the Rothschilds and the banking families, set up their own energy grid, make yeah, the yeah. town completely like self-sufficient, but, yeah, but not back to basics. You, know, you could still yeah, have everything yeah. that you've come to know and love, but it's yeah. 
uh, it's a contributionist society where everyone kind of chips in and does their bit. They're totally transparent with the money gets spent on community projects. And they're also disconnected from these centralized systems of control. What, whatever this change is, it has to come from outside of the system. I think that's what everyone's realizing. It, 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 can, yes. it, can't, it can't be from within the system we currently have. Otherwise, it's always going to be corrupted. It's, it's, it, it has to come from outside of that. We almost have to just ignore the current systems of control and just do our own thing. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I don't know much about the what you're talking. I, I know Mike, Michael Tellinger is. I know, I've, I've read some of it. I've seen his lectures and things. But yeah, it reminds me of the old, um, what do they call them, the let systems that we had in the UK a couple of decades ago. And they're probably still around where you had this barter system going on in your local community, a similar thing. And wh whatever happens, Reese, whatever happens has to come from a, and I use this term loosely. When I say what I'm about to say, I don't mean from a religious point of view, but whatever we do as a, as a human collective, it has to have a spiritual side to it. Definitely. Because if it hasn't got that, we're not ready to make that greater leap in consciousness. We will just be repeating yeah. what we do. Yeah. We have to be able to want to see, to use an analogy, we, 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 we need to see the mountaintop. We want to go there. We want to be part of something that is of a higher understanding of what it means to be a human being, not just how do we fix the hologram? How do we... How do we work with what we've got? I can understand that, but we will never change anything unless we come from a deeper spiritual perception. That's something that it's not easy to understand. I mean, it is on one level. It's almost like a child understands it. You know, a child naturally is an enlightened soul up to a point until yeah. the school system grabs them. <laughs> right. so, yeah. so it's a little bit like becoming a child again in, as an adult in our innocence and playfulness and our attitude to the truth and always questioning why, like a child does, why, why? <laughs> uh, you know, it's that kind of understanding that will bring about a deeper connection with each other and the true path that leads back to the, the source, you know, in terms of the path and the fork in the road. It's got to come from that viewpoint. We've got to have a desire to want to be operating from a higher viewpoint. We've got to operate from the heart more than we've ever done. Yeah. And, 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 and that's, you know, you're starting to see that more now on a slightly bigger scale. Uh, you know, an example would be the marchers. But, but you're seeing it in other areas as well, where, where people have been showing compassion for other people when it's been important to do that. Um, you know, it's easy to judge people. Uh, we all do it. I do it. We all, we, all, we all do it. But sometimes we have to have compassion for those people that have not necessarily understood what's really going on. Sometimes you have to walk away as well. You can't make a difference with, with, with some people. You have to leave people yeah, right, to yeah. go down their path, how they need to be. So. And you're right. You like almost have to take on like a bit of a Christ-like attitude because when you're seeing, like when we're talking earlier about, oh, there's people queuing up to get this jab or they're, they're 
giving this jab to their children or something but you almost have to take this christ-like viewpoint of it where you're like they know not what they do kind of thing like again i'm i'm, yeah. I'm not a particularly religious person but i do consider myself to be like a, a spiritual person and during this pandemic i've because i have got family members that are having the jab and i've tried to talk to them as much as possible but like you said it gets to a point where you have to kind of take a step back but not hold any bitterness in your heart towards these people because they don't really understand quite what this is all about and that's not their fault they've been manipulated they've been intimidated they've been pumped full of fear and okay you could say well it's their fault for being ignorant or it's their fault for being naive but i do think that most people mm. have gone along with this out of out of goodness they've kind of they've kind of been their 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 empathy and their goodness has, has been kind of twisted and used against them that that's the most tragic thing about absolutely. it absolutely yeah that's how we that's how it's happened for eons that's how it happens all the time uh, it's 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 using people's human love against human beings because who can argue with save the old save the nhs help the sick and vulnerable absolutely. these things all sound absolutely. very christ-like but actually when you research this and you look at it more it, it's not what it seems but it it's uh, it, that's it it's, it's all it's the false it's the false prophet the symbolism of the false prophet and the yeah. wicked priest in revelation the whole idea of um everything's inverted yes that's it um, the, 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 the jab the jab is the savior the jab is jesus right yeah you see that that's so you know the celebration that people have been having online or or you know have you had the, have, you, have you had your jab have you had have you, have you met jesus right, yeah. have you had it? Have you had the miracle cure you know it, it's it's a little bit like that so oh, that people yeah. engage in that energy has the jab got something i'm sure it's got an ingredient in it that sounds like luciferers or, or or something have you seen this yes i've seen something to do with that Lu luciferous i think it's called like i say um you know i'm not no right but what, I, I i don't know the i don't know that i'm not i'm not the science expert no. that you could have on to talk about it but it's definitely not natural and it's definitely not something um to be rushing into um uh, or having at all from from my viewpoint what would you say about the symbolism in things like, so say you've got the logo for the World Economic Forum and you've got the O of World Economic Forum and then you've got the kind of line, like the crest that goes through it. I might have got that. Let's have a look at it. I'm just trying to remind myself of it. Um, oh, yeah, the little crest, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, so the way that crest goes through the three O's, it looks like it could be like 666. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, it could. It, it could be. Yeah, it could. It could easily well, like, be. If that. you look at build better, if you do a lowercase b, it's like a six. Yes. Well, the the threes, the three is a really um, powerful series of um, numbers, and everything you know, relates to three in the pandemic. Threes. Like, stay at home, save lives. Da -da -da. It's all in threes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It 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 relates to it. it in my book, I talk about the, the Orion symbolism. And one aspect of that is the, um, is the triptide, you know, the idea of the Trinity. And it relates to um, something that is connected also to the trapezium in Orion, in, in, the, in the Orion Nebula as well. Uh, it, it, numerologically, 33 
is connected to it. And interestingly, 33 is the, you know, the number of vertebrae, isn't it? Until we reach the pineal, yeah. the, the base of the skull. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's there's so much in that, you know, as as um, as Confucius said, you know, signs and symbols control the world, not phases and laws. So you know, the idea of numbers and signs and symbols doing their their magic on on the um, on the general public in that way, it it does have a it, it, th threes it's used in advertising a lot if something's repeated three times you know it, it's got more it means it'll go in more it'll sink in it'll stay there um funnily enough my my one of the characters in my dr covid universe is build back better and he only speaks in threes funnily enough you should mention Brilliant. that right okay he, he gets brexit done you know that kind of thing <laughs> right okay so yeah you've got to make fun of it in many ways and that's what i've tried to do with you know with the recent book the comic book i've i've, I've had i've had a bit of a laugh i've amused myself really because what else can you do when you're when you when you're it's the winter you know i'm, I'm a i'm very good at being a hermit anyway i spent most of my time in the winter locked away contemplating the madness of the world and what's right, going yeah. on and the stuff we've been talking about tonight and decided to create a series of characters that's something that I'm, I like doing I'm a character creator in that sense and um, and I just started having fun with the news bulletins and what was coming out you know since since Christmas or since the winter through to the spring uh, it was just one thing after another I mean do, do you remember last summer do you remember the do you remember the um I still, I have to, I have to breathe, you know, before I say, but do you remember the uh, substantial meals, you know, and uh, go, going out to the pub and you had to have a yeah. substantial meal? Yes, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and somebody had defined, you know, the fact that was it, they asked the question, was a scotch egg a substantial meal <laughs> <laughs> or a packet of crisps? Yeah. Uh, this is how ludicrous this has become. Um, and, and on one level, it's quite sad that still many people are actually going along with the behavioural psychology. But once you strip it back to what it is, it's just pure tomfoolery. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the fact that you can, you, you know, you have to wear a mask to walk through. Well, you, you had to wear a mask. We'll soon see what happens with that. But you, you had to wear a mask to walk through a property. Uh, but once you got to the table, uh, you obviously you, you couldn't get the virus sitting down. Yeah. I mean, all this stuff was just beyond ludicrous like most people like the general public would say oh the rules are bloody stupid they don't make any sense and then mm. draw the conclusion of oh the people that are making the rules must be incompetent whereas really it's like no they mean for the rules not to make sense because if you go along with rules that don't make sense and you still do it then you're gonna lose a lot of self-respect and you're kind of gonna have to psychologically upkeep the lie yeah the men the mental gymnastics of it all yeah right yeah i mean the whole pan the, the whole i mean you, you you will have seen this many times you know listen to people talking about it but the whole pandemic is based on cases and and, and a faulty test yeah. so that's yeah. it really it's a very simple people, scam isn't it it's really simple yeah. yeah it's like a pcr test that doesn't work because it doesn't actually test for covid and the idea that people be asymptomatic carriers, and and rebrand and rebranding the flu, yeah. that's it. And and you you've got you've got a, a very clever uh, plan to 
to shift and change society in a direction that you want to go in. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned asymptomatic because asymptomatic is also in my book. And um, he's what, the another um, character or another character. Yeah, oh, he, he's he's a blank check for a fake contagion, <laughs> otherwise known as there is nothing wrong with you. You are healthy, <laughs> you know, and, and it's I, I've kind of got this idea of this character who's saying he, he's fitter than Ronaldo, you know, even though he met false positive it was another character three times. He met false positive. You remember when Ronaldo kept getting tested, the footballer, yeah. and, he, and he kept coming back as a positive and he's like this is mad you know I'm, i've never been fitter in my life yeah, there's right. nothing wrong with him. well he's and, like um, an adonis <laughs> you know he's the yeah absolutely yeah. Health, could he <laughs> he could be in better health but you know but but to the but you know but to those that have followed and believed in every word that's been given to them from the 10 o'clock news even ronaldo would be a conspiracy theorist and look everybody's got covid what you're talking about you've got it you've all got it you don't know you've got it you know as i say you could you could you could be like jesus and not know you're a leper <laughs> you know that's how simple it all is it, it the asymptomatic stuff was for me was the the big kind of like it was almost like the box cutter moment with the 9-11 you know you know the 9-11 story of the box cutters yeah. um i don't know whether you remember but there was a i think it was flight was it 97 there was one of them where um, on that one particular flight, there was not only the, the world judo champion, American judo champion, there was also another big guy who was, I mean, there was a military guy, and then there was another big guy, I forget his name, Mark, Mark Bingham or something, uh, who was a big, um, was a soccer player. And do you think these guys would have been frightened of box cutters? When you've got nothing to lose as well. Like it's when you've got nothing to lose. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. the asymptomatic was that kind of moment for the for the pandemic, really. It was, I um, just love, love, love the idea all. of uh, saying to someone, oh, I've got a really terrible cold. And they're like, oh, you, you sound fine. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's uh, asymptomatic. <laughs> yeah, but not even that asymptomatic means you're absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with you, but you're still queuing to go and find out whether you've got something wrong with you. You're going to have a test. That, that was the the, the, mo the craziest thing for me. Yeah, you feel fine. There's nothing wrong with you, but we're, we're, we better go and see if we've got it. Let, yes. let's, come on, let's take the family down to the test centre. We'll, we'll just better all check to see whether we've got it. But you're all fine. Yeah. You've not, you're not got anything. <laughs> the campaigns were comedy in themselves. There was some near, near me in, in bus shelters and it was like these three masked faces it was a, it, it looked like a a move like a horror movie poster for, for yeah. the latest like zombie movie or something and then it had and then it had something like well there was one that said act like you've got it which that's it yeah act really, like you've got it yeah and then there was another yeah. one I always think that was referring to the guy in China or the, the guys in China that were laying on the floor pretending they'd got some right, kind yeah. of both. they were acting like they've got it yeah and that was the other one uh and it, and it said uh it was a face it was a close-up of a man's face um that had a like had breathing apparatus on and he looked like he was dying and again he looked very zombified all, all, all the posters looked like they could have been for 28 days later by the way that if you test positive up to 28 days later it gets marked down as a covid death and it was 28 days later so kind but of strange. the act the yeah the act like you've got it nhs poster actually looked like the contagion poster the movie exactly for the movie yeah and then like the yeah, other one that said it, uh, and it had this like man's face 
he's like these zombie eyes, like he was dying. And then it said, look him in the eyes and tell him that you bend the rules or look, look him in the eyes and tell him it's not real. And, and, and I saw these two ads, the one saying, look him in the eyes and tell him that it's not real. And the other one saying, act like you've got it. And I thought, how strange that both of these are talking about the reality of it. Like, don't question the reality of it being real. Whereas at the time that wasn't, and it still isn't something that's being talked about in the public sphere. Like people are having arguments, but they're more like, did it come from Wuhan or not? Yeah. Was it released on purpose or was it not released on purpose? No one in the mainstream is going, it's not real. Yet the advertising campaigns were like, tell him it's not real. Act like you've got yeah, it. Yeah, you, what you're saying, there was no justification for the advertising campaigns because nobody, nobody was in the mainstream was actually bringing that subject that up for, for discussion. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, the, 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 I mean, I remember uh, it being brought up in, in 2020 and then I think David mentioned it on, on, the, Brian, on the Brian Rose interview. Right, that yeah. real, and that was it, really. Um, but, oh, yeah, I mean, you, you can't, I mean, you, you know, it's even to this day, you, you, the, the, some people will not, you know, will, will get angry. Um, this is the Watiko thing. Yeah. They'll get angry at, at just the thought that not only if you challenge the fact that there ever was a pandemic, um, but that it, it's not the flu. It was very different. Yeah, right. Well, 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 wait a minute. When was that? How and when was the last time you had the flu? How can you measure what's yeah. the same and what's not the same? Yeah. How many flu strains are different to others? How many gastro flus are different to each other? How many people get a different version of the flu to the person next to them? Their, their, their body reacts differently to it. Some people more extremely, some people less so. But honestly, try and try and have that, have that conversation with well, it's the anybody same. who's fallen for it. And it, well, was hard, it was hard work. Yeah. Well, I've heard... I've heard David say it's like the one Rubicon that people don't want to cross. They, they, they can talk about how the government are handling it, or they can talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the origins of it, or did it come from a lab in Wuhan? Or what the, the, the conversation they don't want to have is, is it even real? Is this just a hoax? Is this just a psyop? And as soon as you say that, people get very angry. And yeah. like you said, it's yeah. like this Watiko reaction. You can say to someone, I think Boris Johnson's handled this badly, and they're not going to get angry. You can say to someone, I think it was released from a Wuhan lab on purpose. You're going to get nothing. Mm. If you say to someone, I don't think it's real. Yeah, that, that's because in many ways, it's because what, you, what you're looking at is a cult. And all cults have belief systems. And therefore, if you challenge the belief system in any way, then that can cause a reaction, whatever that reaction is. You know, it's like having a conversation with a Jehovah's Witness and asking them to tell you what they've witnessed, you know, and or, or, or challenging their- A corona the witness. <laughs> in my Dr. COVID universe, that I call them the branch Covidians. You know, that they, they believe that they'll, they're defending the belief system because they've fallen for it. They, they are, I mean, I remember several times people I know that have said, well, I'm a believer. Right. No matter how much you've taken it apart and yeah. shown the contradictions, well, I'm a believer. I, I, I well, you could say that, but I, I believe that. I, I believe in it. Oh, right. So you're, it's a bit. Oh, it's about belief, then. It's not about science. Well, I mean, you know, when it's you think about belief, it is about blind faith because you're because the, it's never been purified or isolated. There's not a single paper in the world to say here it is. This thing exists. So 
if you don't I think, have I think there has been I think there has been papers but I don't think they've I don't think the papers that have been produced have been have followed the correct procedures to actually legitimize it if you know right. what I'm trying to say and splitting heads. I think there are papers but they've not been they've not followed the the postulation process as, as they should have done yeah and therefore it's as just as good as saying that they're not valid then because they yeah, haven't right. followed these procedures yeah and and um, similar to everything else I think they've justified that by saying well it's an emergency situation so we haven't been able to follow any of the normal protocols because it's an emergency situation like the only reason that yeah. they you'll give these jabs out is because technically we're still in a, a state of emergency. And it's almost like if we come out of that by easing the regulations and the lockdowns, they won't legally even be able to administrate this jab. And it's kind of similar. Yes. Oh, well, we didn't purify it and isolate it in the way that we usually would, but that's because it's such an emergency. I yeah, think... there's been many excuse. There's been many excuses yeah, right. uh, for not, for not doing it properly. You're right. But you know, the good news is that, this whole psyop and this manipulation isn't going to win. It isn't going to come to any fruition. We're going to see some serious issues, I think, next year, especially. We're going to see the fallout massively of the whole vaccination programme. And we're going to witness what would feel like really dark, dark times. I think when the term dark winter was being used last year at the end of last year 2020 i think personally from what i've seen and what i'm intuiting that relates to the winter that is to come 2022 as bad as last winter was we ain't seen nothing yet but the the, the positive side of this is we are as a as a as a collective human spirit going somewhere we are actually going somewhere with this and sadly, some people will, you know, will eventually lose their lives because of it. Um, but others won't. And we're going, we're going somewhere else, Reese. We're, we're, we're building a new, a new reality just by the nature of our desire to connect with higher consciousness. You know, just thinking about that, it, it, back to what we were saying at the beginning, you know, the idea of, of, of Gnosis and, and Gnostic stuff and the outside forces and the Archons and Watiko and all that kind of thing. Um, what, the, what, what this alien intelligence is terrified of is the human heart realising its true potential. That's it. That, that's, that, is, that is the royal flush. You know, that's the, that's the end of the game. Because once human beings step into their own power with no fear, with their hearts wide open, then it is game over for, for this for as dark as it seems and as dire as it's getting and the agenda is terrible where they want to take us it it, it is a matter of vibration vibrating within the a different frequency range and that's something that's got to happen more so as we get into next year and beyond we, we have we have a tiny window of opportunity i feel and and it's coming now it's coming in this fork in the road period 2022 numerologically seems to be a crucial, crucial year. Because um, it's, as referring back to what I said at the beginning about 22 being a, a master build number, a, a manifestation number, seems to relate to the beginning of a cycle and the end of a cycle. It's the 22nd card in the tarot. It's the, it's the, it's the 
is the card that they sometimes call zero, the fool, or it's the card that follows straight after the, the world card, the, the, the end of the major arcana. There's also 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. There's 22 amino acids. There's 22 bones in the human skull. Uh, all this is taking place in Golgotha, in the mind, you know, inside the skull. And the battleground has always been in here. The Watiko battleground has been the mind. So we're entering that opportunity with 22, 2022 especially, where we're going to see the, the, the tightening of the agenda, but at the same time, the obvious split in the direction is going to become clearer and clearer. Yeah. The contradictions are going to get clearer and clearer. Um, the catch-22, the dilemma, the coercion is going to be clearer and clearer. I'm not, I'm not throwing, this, throwing this out lightly. I mean, seriously, if people want to do their own research, go and look at the amount of attacks on humanity that started on the 22nd of a month, going back the last decade. The Kennedy assassination was on the 22nd. You know, the, I mean, you could go on and on and on. The, the 22 is important. The, it was a 22-ton um, vessel that got stuck in the Suez Canal. On, on the 22nd, was it the 20, 22nd, 23rd of uh, April? You know, the, the timing of these things are absolutely yeah, right. done because they carry a vibration. And, um, and, and I know, and I said putting this out there to people, I will start to prepare for 2022. Think about Bill Gates' smirk when he was smirking at the idea of this. Well, the second one will get. People's that will attention. get their attention. <laughs> get their attention. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the second one is about to hit us. That's the idea of 2022. Would you say the second one is really the fallout of the jab? Of course it is. Yeah. Of course, that's the only reason for it. It's the fallout. It's it's the reality of the spike protein phenomena um, hitting us as yeah. a species. Yeah. And it's also ramping up the fear of the variants at the same time. Why do you think Bill at that point couldn't even contain himself and he just had to <laughs> laugh in the way that he did and smile? Well, look, you know, I, mean, I don't think these people are nice people, Reese. I don't, I don't, I, you know, they're, they're almost psychotic. They're That's what I was about to say. I mean, is he literally... Yeah, probably psychopathic. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to find out that he is. I think, you know, I've, I've read stuff and I, I, that may well be the case. The point is, is that you're being forewarned. Yeah, right. you're, you're being you're being forewarned for a reason, because making things real in, in terms of magic, there has to be a sense of notification. There has to be as part of the 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 um, the narrative and the the act. There has to be a notification before it, or an incantation, or whatever you want to call it, and that's what that's what that related to. I would be, I I would also expect to find out that there are food shortages in 2022 as well, leading into 2023. Or cyber attacks, seems like that's being talked about a lot as well. It could be a range of things, yeah. Cyber, cyber attack is, is it coupled into more severe lockdowns. But you know what? People are waking up, the pushback is happening, and it's happening globally, and it's going to get harder for these forces to implement what it is they want to implement. 
one of the reasons why I created Dr. COVID Universe was because it was my way of saying, I'm just going to turn this into something comical. It's not yeah. serious. Exactly. Well, it, it's like you can't, um, I'm trying to think of the quote, you have to, it takes a different consciousness to solve a problem. Yeah, it's the, is it the yeah, Einstein quote? No, the yeah, I, I can't remember it verbatim, but it is about dealing, trying to solve a problem with the same level of intelligence that, that caused the problem, that yeah. kind of thing. When people were poking fun at it, and laughing and being lighthearted and joyous. It's like, that's a different consciousness, isn't it? If you kind of meet it head on with that yes. same hateful, you're not going to get get anywhere. You've almost got to lower people's defences by poking fun at it and being humorous. And then suddenly you're actually coming at it from a completely different consciousness. Absolutely. You're, you're vibrating. You're raising and vibrating your frequency, your, your intelligence, your consciousness to meet the the lies and the hypocrisy and contradictions head on and that's what we need to do we need to meet them head on yeah you don't you don't run from this you run at this now because if you, pe people want my advice is that the the, the worse this will get who are interested in actually making a difference the worse as the worse it gets you you what you do is you you don't you don't back away you run head on you don't let this pass without exercising your your sovereign, free spirited human, you know, intelligence of the heart. That's the most important part of who we are. Yeah. The intelligence of the heart is is what is our connection to, you know, what, what indigenous cultures call the creator. That's that's the that's the the, the coming together of oneness in, in in all aspects, male, female, goddess. God, whatever belief system you might have in this physical reality, ultimately at a spiritual level beyond religion, we have a, um, a connection, which is the heart connection. Surely that's always been the case. It's always been there. We, we've just let the mind get in the way so much that we've forgotten that connection. And that's how we've played off against each other. Hope you enjoyed that special episode with Neil Haig. You can find out more about his illustrations and the books we were talking about at neilhaig.com. And don't forget to go to our Instagram at schism.tv for more updates on future episodes. Keep watching the skies.